Should we do the intro this time? Yeah, what we thought. Tabletop Talks by Cooperative Cardboard. There you go. <laughs> That's it, probably. And cue music. Cue music. Alright. Anyway, so my name is Katie, and... Your name is Josh, and this is Tabletop Talks by Cooperative Cardboard. Indeed. Yeah. So, so, what are we reviewing today, Josh? So today we're going to take a, a look at Nusjord by Uwe Rosenberg. Mm. So Nusjord was originally released in 2017 through Lookout Games and designed by Uwe Rosenberg, the somewhat prolific and respected designer behind other games like Agricola, Gaverna, Patchwork, and A Feast for Odin. That same year, it was nominated for the Meeple's Choice Award. Ooh. Oh, indeed. Is that the Viking one? A Feast for Odin, yeah. And Patchwork, is that the sewing one? Yep. Okay, we're playing that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'll have to put that on my order list. My other hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I've also got some um, promos for Agricola. Oh, cool. When I ordered uh, an expansion through the actual publisher, Mm -hmm. they put like five or six like totally exclusive cards in the box like not in the actual board game box in the shipping box as like a thank you you for ordering through them oh so now you have to buy that game yeah but because it because it's the expansion for baron park that i ordered Mm. they're all like bear specific cards for the farming game that's adorable (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm thinking to look out for for an agricola on sale but it's been too expensive so far moving on to the type of game so this is an economic worker placement game, and much like other Uve titles, relies on you effectively managing your resources and workers as efficiently as possible. Now the quote description from Board Game Geek, in the time period in which the game Newsford is set, things looked quite different. Sailing ships dominate the fjord. The rocks around Nusfjord are covered in trees. As the owner of a major fishing company in Nusfjord, your goal is to develop the harbour and the surrounding landscape, and to succeed, you must enlarge your fleet, clear the forest, erect new buildings, and satisfy the local elders. Others do this as well, of course, so the competition is steep. So, Josh, what are the general rules of the game? So, during setup, each player gets dealt a player board, an elder board, three worker tokens, and their shares. We then have two boards for random buildings to be dealt out, a selection of elders and an action board. The game is split out over seven rounds, and during each round you first initiate the fishing phase, where your obtained fish is specified along your ship's tracker, and then distribute them out according to the fishing phase steps. You then take it in turns to use your three workers to initiate actions on the board, which includes obtaining wood through deforestation, building additional ships to increase your fishing haul, Hiring elders allowing unique actions and constructing buildings which increase victory points and trigger passive effects. The game ends after all players have used all three workers on the seventh round. Not too bad. And what do you shout when you collect your workers? Collect your workers! You did this every freaking time. Yep, for two games. (laughs) (laughs) At the very end, the winner is the player with the most victory points, which are counted up through your, your buildings, your gold. Your ships, how many shares you've issued, exactly, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cute little game. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, um, got it for a decent price, so I can't really complain. So, Katie, what type of player do you think this is 
geared so, towards. This is going to be more of a discussion. Okay, cool. Because it's kind of a tricky one because it's not. It's not got like a fighting or mm. anything like that mm. in it, but it's not cooperative. No. So, number one, you got to enjoy strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it is that is what it's all about in this, and that's what I found. I quite like those sort of games. Me too. However, I found this one really tricky. Yeah. Because I, like, in the first round we were playing, I was like, I need gold. And I couldn't figure out how to get gold. And it's because I had misinterpreted the rules. (laughs) (laughs) But then I turned it around and I smashed you. You did. It was a rather overwhelming victory the first time. Yeah, the first game we played, I crushed him. Um, So there's also a solo mode. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have friends. It's good if you do, but you don't have to. You know what I mean. Sometimes yeah, it's yeah. nice if you if you're learning a game or something like that, or you just want to play something by yourself. You can play it yourself. Um, and this one, I know that you still put pieces around and you still place buildings, but because they're all cards, I feel like it's not like as tangible as some other games. Yes, it's hard sometimes harder to like visualize what you're doing. I know you're still passing like fish, which are little tokens and gold which are little tokens but i found it a little bit not as i said not as tangible i think that's the only phrase i can use to sort of pin that down if that makes sense it does yeah absolutely it does make sense yeah Yeah. so if you're someone who likes sort of say like in comparison to talisman where you've got your figure you're physically going around a board and doing if you're someone that likes something like that this might not be for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but as I said, if you like strategy games, if you like economic games and resource management, hundred percent, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it does rely heavily on the worker placement yeah. of action, mm-hmm. um, which is a very popular type of game yeah. among gamers. So it is definitely tended towards someone who does enjoy yeah. managing their resources and using their limited amount of turns to get the maximum yield out of, yeah. out of every, every move they make. Um, and you're basically just trying to make a, a, a really efficient engine with all the different elders and buildings and that sort of stuff. So yeah. every time you trigger something, you want something else to be happening. So you maximise your effect for each turn and that sort of stuff. So Yeah, that like with this game, there are some friends that I can see immediately hating it. Yes. Yeah, and no, there are. Yeah. Not wanting to give it a go because... That's sort of what I base it on as well, is like how many of the people that we play with, which is quite a wide variety of people, I think. Oh, definitely. Um, whether they would want to. Yes, absolutely. Or, yeah. And I think a lot of people would look at this and think, no, it's not for me, just because yes. of the resource and whatnot. But I enjoy that sort of thing. You enjoy that sort of thing. For us, it was uh, yeah, a good game. It was, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, so moving on. Why do you think we purchased this one? Okay, this is getting trickier for me, this section, because I've got, I I don't, I feel like we should hand this section over to you, because <laughs> half of the games in our board, which we recently organised, by the way, people, so that was nice, yep. they're all in alphabetical order, laid in a corridor, because there's no room to put them. We had got a, uh, we're getting some shelves put up, because we've got a carpenter coming in, but yep. because of lockdown and all that sort of stuff, they can't come round, so that's on hold, but we've organised them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so when we were organising them, like, I don't know where half these games have come from. <laughs> Maybe it's a good idea if I just have a guess. Yeah. So different. I think this one, mm-hmm. for me, it just appeared. However, I think you got this one from Neil. Okay. I thought, because um, Josh is part of a board game group, and mm-hmm. sometimes one of them will have a clear out, and then they'll sell 
their games really cheaply to the other players and vice versa you know yeah. if they have a clear out or whatever and they don't want a game anymore they'll offer it up to the other guys so i thought it was from there but from what you said earlier about a sale i think you bought an offer i did yeah so i i, <clears throat> I quite wanted a nouvelle rosenberg title so we don't have one yet uh, and he's quite re- really well known in the, the board gaming yeah industry and whatnot and i really wanted one i wasn't sure which one to go for uh, i had a couple Basically, all the ones I introduced at the very beginning of the of the episode, I had all these sort of on a watch list, waiting for them to come down in price. Because oh my, I don't want to look at your watch list. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> Uve's titles tend to be quite pricey. Patchwork's pretty good, mm. but anything like Newsfjord, Feast Road, and Caverna Agricola, mm. their price point between sixty and eighty pound. I really is that just yeah. because that's how much it costs to fit the pieces? It's quite a lot of moving parts, or is it because I think so? Yeah, I think it's limit, I think it is uh, probably a mix of all three or all of those yeah. sort of options you gave. I mean, look out games; they tend to sell quite decently priced games. We've got a few of their titles now, mm. and all of them, all of those, I've I've gotten for decent prices, and they haven't necessarily been on sale. Yeah. But Uve's games, there's so much in the box that they tend to be quite pricey. Yeah. However, this one came down to £12 um, on offer, and I just snatched it up. I said, yeah, yeah. well, you know what, this will allow us to try one. Treat yourself. (laughs) Treat yourself. Treat yourself. This will allow us to try one, and it's a very, really decent price point. I know there's a few sort of uh, rubbing points with this game, but... Everyone agrees the general mechanics of Uve's titles are there, so you can really experience his sort of game. So yeah. I just thought, you know what, we'll give it a go and see how it goes. Cool. Well, that was new information for me. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we're going to look at the artwork next. Yep. Now, the artwork was designed by Patrick Soda, and I hope I pronounced that right. Apologies if I did not. <laughs> so, you want to take this one away? Yeah. So, it's pretty, what I call, more like classic yeah board game sort of artwork looks like a painting yeah and it's pretty nice it's so i said it is it is like a classical one but it fits in with a theme really nicely so it's i put it was simple and thoughtful because it it does exactly fit in with the theme Mm -hmm. um all the board you've got all the boards all the elders and all that sort of thing i think it all works really well okay i like the box art quite a bit it yep. is like a classic painting of a fjord, basically, with a yep. little fishing village in it, um, which is really nice. I quite like that it's got the bones of an old ship down the side. That yeah. sort of made me smile when I noticed it. Just like little details. Yeah, and you know the elders and the player boards are all quite nice, and the tokens work well as well. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with the artwork yep. is that there's no artwork on the building cards. Mm-hmm. They really could. I think they really could have ramped up the look of the game, and give you more of a sense of of what you were building and creating Mm. just by adding little bits of artwork onto the cards. I think it would have been difficult though because you've already got sort of the cost down the side Mm -hmm. which is like costing gold, fish and wood Mm -hmm. and then obviously what it does and you can't have anything like on the back or anything like that. So I think that would have been tricky but yeah, I do agree. But I mean with the elder cards you've still got Oh, cost, still fishes got... and everything. It's just a little image down the down the bottom that shows the elder. Yeah. And gives you a sense of what you're getting oh, and who okay. you're getting so onto your like thing. So it could only point. be smaller. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a huge big big piece of art. It just would have been quite nice just to see a little, yeah, little attention to detail with, with the buildings and that sort of stuff. So you can sort of get a sense of what you're building. Mm-hmm. Because at the moment it is just the cost, big title of the building and then a description of what it does for you. Yeah. Which works for the game. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes you like a little bit of flair with the artwork and stuff like that. So for me, that's the only sticking point on the artwork. Other than that, I think it works really well. Cool. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Awesome source. So now we're moving to Katie's interesting facts. Okay. So there's not that many. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I struggled with this one um, to find much about it in mm-hmm. terms of like other bits. Um, probably could try harder. I'll try harder next time. I'm going <laughs> to give myself a D minus for this report. Um, <laughs> so, um, how do you say it? Nusfjord. That is actually a fishing village in Norway. Awesome. So it's actually a place which I think is quite interesting that it is based upon this little fishing village in Norway. So you have like a good sense of like, like we just said with the artwork and whatnot, that it all links in. So you do get that, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, and then I have one other piece. Mm-hmm. So the little fishes, they're actually from the board game expansion, I think, Carcassonne South Seas. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Fair enough. so they actually gave them permission and they've got a little thank you in the back of their the rules. Oh, nice. So obviously, like, thank you to like the test players and everything, which obviously I think is really nice when they do that. And they also, they've said thank you for letting us use the prototype of, or the whatever. Oh, that's really cool. Mold, there you go. Yeah. Or the design of that for the game. So I thought that was quite cool. And also, it's quite nice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. see, like, sort of collaboration yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. we need a fish piece. You guys have got a really good fish piece. Like, I don't know. I just like that. That's kind of nice. Yeah, the board game community tends to be pretty good at that sort of stuff. Yeah, pretty chill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that was my two loose, interesting. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So now moving on to the space the game takes up. Okay. So. Box is relatively small, I'd say, for a board game. Mm-hmm, it is. Because there's lots of pieces, but they are quite small. And, you know, you put them in your little baggies, jobs are good in. Yeah. Um, so that's what I put about the box. With the actual board and gameplay, as I said, there are quite a few pieces. So you mm-hmm. will need a bit of room. However, it's flexible in terms of if you have, like, a really long, thin table yeah. sort of thing. Because the pieces do move, so you each have your own little board where you're putting your bits down, but then there's one in the middle, but everyone has their own, so you can move it around, like, you know, you all have to sit around one board, Absolutely, if that makes yeah. sense. So it's slightly flexible in terms of how you play it like that, which I think is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, just to have a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah, and I quite like that the middle board uh, that everyone needs to be able to gain access to, it comes in four parts, which you can arrange any way you want. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it doesn't oh, have to be then. arranged in the four square. It could be arranged in one big line. It could be oh, cool. So in... that makes it even better if you're, you know, yeah, got a few more space or yeah. need, need just a little bit of extra space just to, to play the game and whatnot. Mm. It can all be spread out and, and split up and whatnot as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, not too bad at all. So now we're going to move on to sort of replayability and expansions. Um, so when you set this game up, you choose from an initial three decks the herring, the mackerel, and the codfish deck. There are 44 cards per deck, so a total of 132 cards, and you only deal out 15 cards per game. So mm-hmm. there's a really big uh, replayability in terms of all the different buildings and all, all that sort of stuff, which yeah. is great. Uh, there are also two expansions. The first in 2018, which is an additional 44-card deck called the Place Deck. Mm-hmm. So more fish, yeah. obviously. 
Uh, the second, which also came in 2018, is more of a print and play expansion, and that's called The Forgotten, and it adds new Elder cards into the mix. Oh, cool. That's yeah. quite nice, yeah. Um, so you can't officially buy it, mm-hmm. but you can just download it and print it, off. and print it off and laminate it or do whatever you want with it, and it gives you more Elders. And because the Elders are face up, it doesn't really matter on the quality as such, Yeah. so you can just print them and go for it. So that's pretty cool. Um, so overall, yeah, I think it's it, as long as you enjoy the mechanics of the game, mm-hmm. I would say it's it's quite replayable, uh, especially that there's just so many choices that come with uh, all the different buildings that you place in the middle. Yeah, definitely, and they really change your strategy oh, as absolutely. well. It's not like it's I don't know, I'm trying to think like a different. It's not like a different aesthetic or anything like, or a different look. It's actually completely different. Yeah, buildings are somewhat integral to the playability yeah. of the game. If you completely ignore the buildings, you're probably never going to win, yeah. to be perfectly honest. Um, because the passive effects and the occasional active effects that you get with the buildings mm. just completely change the amount you score, um, the amount of resources you obtain, and your ability to swap resources for other things. If you're getting too many fish, for example, you can get a building that allows you to trade fish for gold. Yeah, exactly. But you might not get that building in every game, so then you've got to yeah, try and get gold through another way redo and your, that sort of stuff. Um, your thing. Plus, you know, it was like we were playing before, and I was like, oh, you've got my strategy, and you were like, no, I don't. <laughs> He's using my strategy from the first game where I crushed him. <laughs> and I was like, you're using my strategy. He wasn't. It was a different card, yeah. but it was doing the same effect of one thing on the, my last game. So. Yes, yeah, you had a chain on the last game of four or five cards and it was just crushing me. Yeah, it was crushing. And I had one card that was similar to one of your cards. Yeah, and you were like, like, using my strategy. I was like, no, they're all different cards. Yeah. I can't they use can't your strategy. Use your strategy. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I definitely agree that that is. I mean, it doesn't change the goal of the game, if no. you know what I mean. It no. just changes how you get there. So it yeah. might not be as replayable to some people. Yes, absolutely. Um, as that. So, yeah. Uh, now, in terms of the replayability and the expansions and, and all that sort of stuff, there's one aspect of the game that we didn't particularly like, and it seems to be a common theme with most reviewers that they didn't really like it either. Oh, yeah. And that is the C deck. So on turn four you dish out four additional cards per player mm-hmm. with unique buildings on them. Great in terms of a new option for, for different buildings. Yep. But they're dealt out way too late. Mm-hmm. They're not really going to be specific to your strategy. So one person, for example, our last round, I got one that completely allowed me to smash Katie down. Yeah, I... I had nothing that exactly. helped me okay, at yeah, all. nothing. So it, it's a bit frustrating. I can imagine that it would be quite good if we house-ruled it so that you reveal a common pool yeah. of C-deck cards that or everyone can buy from. Or you get it in like round two or something. Yeah, exactly. Also, like we that. keep forgetting to dish them out. Yes. Yeah. It's normally after we've taken the first action on the fourth round anyway, like, so it's not going to really yeah, affect gameplay. Yeah, as long as we're using them, we don't really care. But... Exactly. But yeah, I'm not a fan. No, I think... I think we're going to have to house rule it and make it work better. Yeah, I think I agree. Because they are, they are good, mm. and they are you can get good cards, but I think... Um, I think it does frustrate people because it completely changes your strategy. Mm. And also, you know, there was no way that I could have... Like, I didn't have a chance mm-hmm. because it's just a random pool of cards. 
and you got one which managed to let you completely crush me yeah. in the last round and yeah. I even though I was doing relatively okay from that point on because I didn't get a card that could help me it was just downhill yeah, so I think was. that's probably why <clears throat> people don't like it because yeah. it's you know you've got a strategy and then something comes in and just sidelines you like yeah, that's absolutely. not not what some people think strategy games are about however yeah. I, I don't really I'm, I don't know I'm not really too bothered about it I get, like, it would be fun to, you know, house rule it and whatever, but, you know, it's good to mix it up sometimes. Yeah, so no, I, I get that, yeah. the other sort of balancing it out. I think it, it depends on the type of player, because a lot of people like to have all the facts at mm. the start of the game when you're playing a strategy game or an economical game like this, yeah. um, because that way you can completely tend your strategy yeah. from the very first go. But I think with the amount of randomization that comes with this game... You can never do that anyway, I don't yeah. think, because it's going to have to completely change every time you play. So yeah, yeah, it's it's good and bad, mm. I suppose. I think it's more bad, but at least you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so next is our favorite round, and that's mm. how likely are you to kill your friends and how? Okay. Would you like to go first? You go first. That's fine. You want me to go first? Yeah, go on. Fair, fair. So as is a fishing game. And because I'm a Monty Python fan, I can see doing the fish slapping dance to a friend. (laughs) I didn't realise you got a say in this. I thought it was just me. No, it's Um, just both of us. Doing the fish... Okay, so I'm going to actually back up what I'm saying. (laughs) So, because it's a strategy game, Mm -hmm. and you don't know your friend... Like, whoever you're playing with, you don't... You have to sort of try and decipher their strategy, but then you don't really know their strategy until the end. So you can like hold off until like the last round to do something. It's a risk as we found out in the last round because I completely screwed myself over. Um, so because there's only number one, okay, so it's not cooperative, it is competitive, but there's no fighting or PvP or anything like yeah. that. So that's out. You can mainly annoy other people by if you think you know their strategy blocking them because mm-hmm. some of the actions on the board per round can only be taken once by the by one person. Yeah. So for example, um transferring your store mm-hmm. or your reserve, that's what it's called. You can only do that once. So Josh did it and I forgot that you can only do it once. And he did it and I was sat there. It was the last round and I'm like, well I've got five pieces of gold in my reserve, <laughs> which I can't count towards my score now because I'm an absolute moron. Yeah, you did swear at me quite loudly. Yeah I did. Um so I think that's the most that you'll get into over it. So, and there is the a high chance of annoyance, but I don't think you're going to want to, you know, whatever. So, I thought I'd smash a teapot, not over you. <laughs> I just think I'd smash a teapot. Fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Well, to be fair, my backup is is very much the same as yours, mm-hmm. in that you can totally block people out, and if you're really nasty you can do it every single round when you as soon as you cotton on to someone's strategy yeah you can be quite vicious if you want it. well you know what i mean yeah. like as far as this sort of game you can be you, yeah you can just purposefully and i know people who will do it spud. oh yeah spud but yeah so so yeah i can see hitting them with a fish fair yeah yeah as long as the other person doesn't have that big fish at the end of the sketch yeah well you never know <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on to our scoring system. Scores out of six. I'm going to give this a five. The C cards annoy me. 
but I really like the gameplay. It's definitely the sort of game that I enjoy. Quite thinky, quite slow, quite methodical. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 6. I don't know what to give this one, I'm struggling. <laughs> I think fine. I'm going to have to give it a 4. Okay. Because I do enjoy this type of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right, sea cars annoy me a bit. I, but I can't... I can't really see myself, like, cracking this out on, like... You know... A, uh... Casual Sunday, like where I'm like, oh, do you want to play a board game? Chill out. This is more of a thinky sit down, a lot more concentrating than um, the sort of stuff that I would play regularly. Yeah. Um. So I do enjoy it, but I think like the like the last one we reviewed, I'd have I have to be in the mood. It's not quite an everyday crack out yeah. sort of game. So that's why I'm going to give it a four. Fair. Well, nine out of twelve. That's not too bad for New Yeah, yours. no. Pretty so damn decent. Sounds enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so 9 out of 12. I'd say that's a probably recommend to people of this type of genre. Yeah, people who like this sort of thing, I would recommend it to them, yeah. If, yeah, like... But you wouldn't try and convert someone using this game? No, I wouldn't try and convert some of my more casual... Gamer friends. Like, people yeah. who enjoy board games, but it's all about us all being together and enjoying playing a game. I wouldn't really crack this one out i'd be more likely to crack something else out like like i probably would do talisman or you know a couple of the other ones we've reviewed so far probably not ready because no, probably not ready maybe gingerbread People yeah that gingerbread. sort of thing we haven't reviewed, oh, we haven't that, reviewed yet. that one yet no, we're we just haven't. playing it yeah oops um so oh we tweeted it it's fine yeah Anyway, on that note, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so we're coming to the wrap up <laughs> wrap up section of the of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd just like to say thank you so far to everyone that's given us a listen. It's been a pretty damn decent. I'm I'm really impressed with the amount of listens we're getting. Yeah, I've been happy. Um, yeah, really happy. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's been been listening and following along. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Cooperative Car Two is for our main channel, and at Shinxus One is Katie's channel. Yep. Uh, we're also on Facebook under Cooperative Cardboard. And uh, you can find us on the majority of podcasting platforms, including iTunes. Hmm. Yeah. But they're already listening, so they know that. True. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, anyway. Shut your face. Yeah. (laughs) And we're also... about to smash a teapot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a few of the fish. Uh, And finally, our email is cooperativecardboard at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have any questions or you want us to review something or whatever. Yeah, please write in. More than happy to do so. Um, and depending on the question, you might even get a shout out on the episode and we might read it and answer it on the episode. So Ooh. feel free to send it in. Exactly. Right, anyway. Right. Thank you so much and uh, bye guys. Bye.